0: Today, we want to spend some time celebrating together. If you are a guest here for the first time, this is typically where I start jumping into a book of the Bible. But um, we're in Isaiah right now, but we're going to take a pause on that for a week. And we're just going to share stories of what God did through the team um, that we sent to Guatemala. We sent 26 people to Guatemala to build a house, to be part of outreach, and to support a church pastor there who's loving his community. And if that Depending upon the Sunday, like some summers a little thinner than the others, that means that we sent anywhere between a fifth to an eighth of our church to Guatemala. That's no small number. 26 people. If everybody showed up to church on Sunday here at both services, we might have 250 people here, but it's more like 180 on average. So if you take that into account, we sent a lot of us. You sent a lot of us. And so we wanted to say thank you. Share some stories and then help you see a little bit in a snapshot. But just as Margie said, um, the call by Christ is He came to save all. We have work to do around the world. We have work to do here in Laramie. And we prayed for a long time for God to help open a door for us someplace. And He opened that door in Guatemala. And because of your prayers and your faithfulness and your financial support, um, you sent 26 people. And I'm not trying to get you to break your arm, patting yourself on the back. But when you watch this video that Amber put together and you hear these testimonies of what has happened, it's not just the team that went. You sent them. If it wasn't for the love of this church and the support of this church, we couldn't have gone. And we've talked about consistently in the five years and the five and a half years I've been here, that some of us are called to go and some of us are called to support and send. But together, we're one body. That has an impact so when you see what happened in guatemala um, you might not have been there on the ground but you were there you were there so we'll watch it now go ahead dan
1: Staring in the face of fear there hey.
2: begin to
1: open and the blindness meets the light if you have so see. I see the world in light
3: Tight, tight. I'll
1: go. I see the world, you wear, I see the world, your way, and I'm not ashamed to say so. I see the Jesus way, and I'm walking. In-
4: Take twenty-seven. Okay.
2: Life for the Shadow
5: Team is making their way. I'm so proud of them for getting up early and coming. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) There's still some missing, but that's okay. Some are out of town, so they will share um, in a few Sundays from now, so you'll get to continue to hear um, about the experience. Yes, spread out. That'd be great. So I wrote my. I, what I wanted to say out because I just figured I'd be an emotional wreck and wouldn't be able to, you know, make sense. So just bear with me, if you will, in reading it. But this mission journey has definitely been an experience of a faithful God showing his love for me and for others. He is a sovereign God over the universe, yet cares deeply for each of us so personally. Some favorite song lyrics of mine from the lowly airs goes, Creator God, yet you call me friend. You captivate everything within. We find life inside your presence. Take my thoughts, all my reckless ways, crumble down all the walls I've made, and shine light into our darkness. I am overwhelmed that he would choose me to experience his love in such tangible ways. I saw a church body come together in unity for Christ's love to be shared with the Guatemalan people and strongly supported 26 people to physically experience and share his love. We had the blessing of having a multi generational team, as you can see, uh, with many different talents and skills. You're the old guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling some of you old. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. um, five of which speak fluent Spanish, Spanish, which was a huge blessing to our team. Um, they connected to one another and to the Guatemalan people in a beautiful and joyful way, dispo- displaying the love of Christ. I got to see God's love and affection in Dulce's eyes, our sponsor child, and sweet smile as I wrapped my arms around hers. His love poured over us as Dulce's grandfather prayed over our meal for a good amount of time, praising God's name and his love shined through the family's words of gratitude and smiles on their faces. I had the honor to serve a family and watch as love poured out to a mom, a dad, and their child getting a home to call their own. So many extended family, as you can see in the videos, uh, members were also present, taking loads of pictures and videos with precious smiles across their faces, as I know that they too were witnessing God's love. I felt the walls and walked the grounds and hugged on kids at an amazing Christian school that has been described in such an endearing way for months from Emily, who had served that school in World Race. I had the privilege to experience this incredible journey from start to finish with my husband and kids at my side, witnessing God's love at work. I could go on and on bragging about how I've witnessed God's unfailing love, but I want to give others a chance to share. I leave you with an encouragement I can't read, hang on, (laughs) of what prayer and yeses can lead to. Don't allow fear to hold you back from a yes. Don't let unanswered prayers leave you disheartened. He hears them and will answer them in his perfect timing. A yes can lead to the most beautiful picture of his love for his people. To God be the glory.
6: So um, I actually had the honor of um, Amber talking to me since I'm the outreach chair. She approached me day one of when she started this whole brainstorm. She called uh-huh. me. She said, it's, it's been sure. on my heart, and I'm like, yes, let's do it. So um, that was back in February, January. Yeah, so it's been amazing. I saw. I saw God throughout that whole entire experience. Through you guys, um, giving above and beyond, and us being there, um, one thing. Brian go? <laughs> um, one thing that really touched us, and I don't know if we're going to share this or not, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing that we noticed is we, Brian and I, are in a different situation than a lot of the. People up here, and or um, the missionaries that are a part of Casa, um, it really touched our heart um, to be able to be a part of that team and build a house in four days. Well, actually, three days, and um, to really work with Kyle, our uh, the Casa um, team leader, and um, t- pick his brain. Um, we are actually contemplating, um, since Brian's retired from the military, we do not need to fundraise. We are actually contemplating on doing that full-time. Depends on if God leads us. I would love to be able to um, be hired on at one of the schools uh, as a teacher, and he would build full-time. So um, that's something that we are praying about. Obviously, we're going to wait until next year after Taylor gets out of high school and goes to college, but so that's how... God affected our family at least. So, thanks.
7: Good morning. Uh, first off, I'd just like to apologize to some of us college kids. We don't usually wake up this early. <laughs> Second of all, as we learned out on our trip, we are not great public speakers, but we try. So for, I guess, the trip, Eric and I had a job of trying to organize and coordinate a soccer camp. And while she may say that we're fluent in Spanish, I think that might be overstating it by a little bit. We, we can find our way around, but by no means can we give speeches. And trying to teach a group of children in another language, God's word, is exceedingly challenging, we found out. And for the week, our Bible verse that we were trying to go off of was Romans twelve one, which is all about preparing your body for the Lord. And I found that while this was very applicable to all these kids that we were trying to teach, it was almost even more so to all of us going on this mission, just being able-bodied, able-minded, able to go and share God's word in our time with them was sort of brought Romans 12.1 to heart for myself, just needing to be physically and mentally capable of doing so. And so this week for us was a great experience for learning and stretching our boundaries and realizing that we can go out there and we can help others, although we may have a large fear of public speaking and not exactly know how we're going to be able to converse in another language. So just wanted to thank you all for your support in our trip and letting us be able to do this and have this wonderful experience. Thank you.
8: everybody I want to start by saying thank you for uh, the opportunity that uh, you allowed us um, to go and do and um, I guess here's what I would say you know one of the things we did in preparing uh, to go was to try and really be in the present and uh, actually that wasn't that difficult for me Uh, uh, and, and I think here come the benefits for me what I got to see come Uh, day three or day four when we're all really hot and tired was really how kind of God works in our lives and allows us to be things like patient and uh, tolerant and kind and loving because at times it was a little bit trying when it didn't go quite the way we uh, had maybe thought and so that was kind of one of the takeaways for me was you know being in the present was really watching our group and seeing how we interacted with each other, not just the people we were, I'll say, serving. Um, I, I really uh, uh, got a lot out of that. And, uh, you know, the, the takeaway for me is, uh, you know, over the course of my life, I've done giving and, and, and of my time and resources and things. Uh, social worker for 25 years, that's what I've been doing. And I've, I think I've kind of became a little jaded or a little less maybe... Uh, caring or understanding than I uh, maybe could always be and uh, one of the things I feel uh, came to me was maybe a little inspiration Um, what more you know can I do how can I be better at what it is I'm doing so I guess that would be kind of my takeaway from this and again thank you (laughs)
9: called
3: out (laughs) well like Josh said I have a crippling fear of public speaking (laughs) so this is like immersion therapy for me (laughs) but uh, I was one of the quote unquote five fluent Spanish speakers on this trip and uh, my biggest takeaway I think was seeing that even though I can only speak broken Spanish and most of us can't speak any Spanish on this trip we were still able to show all this, like the whole community love, and they were able to show us love back. And we all, I mean, we all have the same needs. We all love the same God, regardless of our language. And that was really cool to see. And also, I, know, I mean, they just have, like, barely anything material-wise there or resource-wise, and they're the happiest people I've ever met. So that was a big takeaway.
1: There you go, Jack. <laughs>
5: Be able to hear her because she has a mousy. Okay, go ahead. What do you want to say? What'd you tell me in the car? I know.
7: It was an amazing experience. We got to meet our sponsor child, and I think it helped me grow in God's faith a lot.
10: Like, okay. Yes. Like Amber, I um, wrote down some stuff I wanted to say, mostly because I'm bird-brained, not because I thought I'd get emotional. Um, so I guess first of all, I'd like to thank the Academy for funding this trip. It was absolutely amazing, and I think I, I think I grew with God so much. Um, for those of you who don't know me, which most of you here don't know me, because I don't go to first service ever. Um, well <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a really new Christian, so um, I uh, started going with my boyfriend about a year ago, broke up, so I started going to this church. Um, and so when I started going to this church, Amber's like, "Hey, we're going on a mission." And I was like, "I feel like that's a Christian thing to do." So I started praying about it, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I need to go on this trip." So I go, and, man. This trip was crazy challenging, but you'd think the challenging part would be building a house, right? Like, oh my gosh, I've never built a house before. This is going to be hard. But for me, building a house wasn't that hard. I mean, I like, go help out with ranch work all the time. I love helping people. That's always been something that's on my heart. The really challenging part was talking to people. And it wasn't because I don't speak Spanish, because I don't speak Spanish. The challenging part for me was talking to the people in the group. You see, I am so bad at building church communities. I'm one of those people that goes in, listens to the service, gets out, doesn't talk to anyone. It's bad, and it's been on my heart for a long time to actually build a church community. And so even though this trip was for me to help the family in Guatemala and for me to mission out to those people, I feel like in a way the trip actually missioned to me as well. I actually got to build relationships with people of the church, and I get to make friendships where I haven't had a church friendship. In fact, the week we got back from Guatemala was the first week I had ever, like, actually talked to someone before and after church service. Like, every <laughs> I don't talk to people. I get out. So um, thank you so much for funding this trip. I'm a poor college student. It meant a lot that I didn't have to spend $1,000 to go help people, but... God, thank you so much and God has moved my heart so much and I hope I can continue to build a church community with all of you guys here. Thank you.
11: Um,
10: there was all these people so kind, so polite. We know barely any Spanish. They don't care. If they came to America and started speaking English, and we had no idea what they were trying to say. We would laugh and just walk away or not bother what they were saying, but they just listen, try to understand what they're what we're saying, and it was just amazing, like my mom said there's five fluent Spanish speakers, and um half the time they didn't understand what all this uh Guatemalans were saying so you just had to try to like act it out or just be in the moment just great
3: One big impact on this trip was, like, how much it stretched me. Like, I'm very much just, like, stay in my comfort zone. I have my routine I go through at home, like, get up and run because I'm on the track team, and then, like, <clears throat> eat breakfast. Like, it's very much, like, standard. And there it kind of, like, threw it all out of whack. I was running earlier, eating earlier. I was out working all day. And then probably the biggest stretch was having to speak Spanish to so many children, especially when it came time to like soc- for the soccer camp when we'd talk about like church and god because that's hard to do even in english with children and then trying to like switch over and come up with the words in spanish and also be able to speak everything it was just like a big challenge but the kids they were so open they were like willing to listen and like struggle to understand what i was saying but somehow through the help of god it like got across most of the time and i just thought that was wonderful we got a when we were at the the school uh there was, like, not a ton to do with, like, the desks always, so I just, like, went straight to the pre-K classroom, and me, Jason, and Philip, we were just playing with, like, the kids there all day. First, we were just, like, lifting them up and stuff, but then we took out our phones for pictures, and that was the end, and they were just playing phone games the rest of the day. (laughs) But even just through that, and them just sitting in our laps, we could just see, like, how much they cared and how much, like, every, like, interaction they had, like, meant to them, and so that was just, like, wonderful to be able to Like, see that community and how different but still similar they are to us here. So, thank you guys.
1: Uh,
3: Hi. So, it was a great experience going on this trip. And one of the things I remember is when we were at the school, uh, Mañana Gloriosa, there was a little kid there without hands, and he had, like, I don't know what you would call him, but, like, little stubs, and he was, like, super joyful. Like, he would run around with all the other kids. He climbed up the slide just as fast as all the other kids, and, like, he shoved Chris, Jason, and I out of the pre-K room just to be funny, and then he closed the door and blocked us, so. But, yeah. It was great because uh, he fit in very well with all the other kids. They were all very similar. They didn't care about what they had, they just all were having a great time. So that was my takeaway.
12: So, um,. Like Mike mentioned earlier, um, I'm moving away for school in a couple weeks, um, and that was something that was, for whatever reason, kind of on my mind at the beginning of the trip. And I'd say um, it was almost kind of a distraction um, for the first day or day and a half because I was, uh, for whatever reason, just thinking about that a lot. But um, the second night we were the well, the second full day we were there, um, Brendan and Connor and I got to um, lead the group devotions at night, um, and there was kind of a guide for us to um, lead it based on, and um, the, the verses that we were um, supposed to talk about were um, from Matthew 6, where uh, it's just talking about how um, if God protects, I've, I mean, if God like takes care of the birds and the flowers, he loves us so much more than that, and he'll provide for us um, no matter what, so um, that just uh, kind of hit me um, with Um, why I was worrying about um, where I was going or what was changing in my life back here when um, no matter where we go um, because of Christ we'll be taken care of Um, if we're in Guatemala or um, if we move no matter what changes around us um, we'll be taken care of because of him so that was my big takeaway from the trip
13: All right. I'm Brian, Uh, for those that don't know me. I'm uh, Joy's husband. Um, First off, I want to say thanks to Amber. She did a ton of work um, getting this trip coordinated. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, email traffic, phone calls, you know, coordinating meetings. She's awesome, And, um, and you could see it, too, in her on this trip, how much, you know, passion she poured into this trip, and She's just a really cool person, so thanks, Amber. A um, couple takeaways I had. Um, you know, as I retired from the Army about four years ago. As I got older, you know, uh, the conversation with all my older friends was conversation about our younger generations and, you know, wh- where our younger generation's going. And I can tell you, you know, looking at all these young people who went on this trip, we are in good hands. These are some, some great young people. and I was pretty humbled you know at some of some of the things that that these these young people did and and how their interactions were and and just their just their honesty and their integrity and yeah it was it was pretty impressive to me um the other the other big takeaway i had and, and somebody mentioned it already was you know the people down there how caring they are how family oriented they are how they you know with like they mentioned um not very many personal belongings, you know, not a lot of creature comforts, but they're still happy and they're still joyful and they still they still greeted you with a smile and uh and you could just see god's love in in every little corner that you looked and it, it was just a pretty amazing trip and I think um for myself, you know it felt gratifying to go there and 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 do good work and hopefully leave a small piece of myself and an impression with some folks there but it it created you know. A spark in my own soul that uh, was probably just as valuable as, as anything I did there. you know I, I did something for myself, so it, it was a great trip in that aspect. so um, I think that's it. Love all you guys.
11: So don't look at your watch anymore. Uh, If you look very closely, there's parentheses up here. Amber has a wonderful color selection for her shirt from Guatemala. It matches mine. We put her on one end, me on the other. And it's a picture. It's just a picture. So if you look up here, you see a picture of people who learned more about themselves than they did about what they did. I said to the team very often in our meetings and in Guatemala, it's my seventh or eighth mission trip and it's not a been there, done that thing. But I sat back and watched as I have learned on the mission trips that it's more about what's happening here than what we're doing. The sad part that I've experienced and I hope that we don't is that in about six months we're going to be right back doing what we always do. As much as we say right now, nah, that was a huge impact and I did all this and I learned all this, it can fade. So I'm going to challenge him and you and us and me that we now look at this as something that we won't let go of, that we will look forward to doing again. Maybe not in Guatemala, maybe in Guatemala. And that we start to look as an Outreach, finding where we can do this and impact us as well as give to somebody else. There's a lot of experiences on that video. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, but it'll go away. It's been my experience. And so I took my wife and my son, Pam and Timmy, so that I would have a different memory. God's moving. But let's not forget, we still have people here that need us to say, he loves you too. It's easy to go on a mission trip. Some of you would be like, oh, I'll never go. You get on a plane, you go to sleep, watch a movie, it's fun. You go shopping and get ice cream every night, right? (laughs) Every night, every night. It's fun. It's good. You give, you give, you give, you're exhausted. You get up, you sleep, you go to work. I mean, it's... It's grueling. By the end of it, you, you don't know why you're smiling so much. But you can come home and forget. So that's my challenge, is that we don't forget. There's people in Laramie that are taking their own lives constantly. And we could tell them that Jesus has a better plan. There's a campus of 15,000 people showing up in two weeks. Remember how nice it's been to drive around? It's over. They need Jesus. The poverty in Guatemala, where we served, is extreme. Two blocks away, there's a mansion. There's money, but the government is corrupt. They have no waste disposal, and they have no sanitation. I think Amber said it very nicely in one of our texts. It was nice to flush toilet paper. That's a different experience when you can't do that. But it would be also nice to say we have a lot here that we could give to people right here in Laramie and Wyoming and across our nation and around the world. And not only did we have a great experience in Guatemala, and we're going to remember it and hang on to it, but I would ask that we would then spark a way to take that global to our community and to our neighbors and to our brothers and sisters in our own families that don't know Jesus and that we would take that message and layer it in this experience it's just as important to spend a hundred dollars as it is to spend thirty thousand and you guys give we all give it's available So I just would ask you to pray. Pray for what we might be able to do with what everybody experienced and not let it go away. Thank you.
3: When I was at the school on the fourth day, when I walked into the pre-K room, first thing one of the kids did was give me a hug. He just had so much joy that you just don't see in the United States. And it was just amazing that even though they didn't have much, they still had that much joy. And then just as the day went on at the school, it was just amazing that you could just stand there and a kid would come up and have you do something, have you play with them. And just they just showed me so much love and how important it is to share that with everybody. No matter your age or where you live.
9: Well I was hoping <coughs> I was hoping I wouldn't go last, but <laughs> I guess that's what I get for not speaking up. Um I'm Connor, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> thank you. Um So, I guess my, one of the, one takeaway uh, is family. So, from Guatemala. So, since I've been attending this church for a year and a half, and I actually went to my very first church service ever here a year and a half ago. And so, finding my way to Guatemala was pretty significant. What's helped me along the way, though, is family, church family especially. And so, all of you and just feeling welcome, and you do see a lot of that in Guatemala, I suppose, Um, is family. So building on the work site, uh, how the community comes together, you may have seen some of the pictures, Uh, the community coming together. uh, I mean, when we were doing the dedication, one lady was, uh, like, Skyping it with her, whoever and anyways um, just people from the surrounding houses were always there the kids were always there so you really could see the importance of family and how much it meant to the family we were building for and the families that were involved still just because their relations were getting the house built for them so I don't know where to go with that really, I mean family, so it's important, I mean I'm thankful for it, I'll value it a lot more, I do value it a lot more after this trip, and so yeah, thanks to my church family, and keep spreading the love I guess, thanks.
0: Um, just two things and i won't get too preachy because you know i can in matthew 28 we know the great commission and so we would go make disciples of all nations and it's pretty clear in god's word that we're not called to just hang out on our own we're called to go and spread the word and as jeff has mentioned and you hear all these stories language barriers don't mean, don't matter um socio socioeconomic barriers don't matter um, if you are Captured by the love of Christ and He transforms your heart, you cannot hold it. It must explode out of you. And sometimes it takes a trip, and sometimes it takes a video, and sometimes it takes a testimony for us to see that that's the truth. That we're not called to hold the gospel for ourselves. We're not to get bloated on the gospel. We're supposed to spread it. And just as Jeff challenged you, that was my challenge too. That, yes. You all sent a team to Guatemala that had a huge impact on the team, but also had a huge impact on some people and some lives in Guatemala. Well, there's lots of work to be done here. There's lots of work to be done around the world. And as you also saw or heard, we're part of a global church. So we have to kind of break all those barriers of the, them and us and there and here and just see that we're all called to be on mission for Christ wherever he calls us. It was pretty eye-opening. I've seen it in the last couple of years in the travels I've done. When, as Connor alluded to, um, the house dedication was being live-streamed by people in Guatemala to other families in Guatemala. And so you think, oh, there, third world, and then you've got a smartphone that's then projecting this event to someone another part of who knows where. We're much more connected than we understand or can even imagine. And so we're part of a global church, and we need to help the global church grow wherever it is. And I want to leave you this one quote from David Platt. Do not underestimate what our God will do when a church, a pastor, a planter is sold out to God, desperately dependent on God, actively making disciples. This wouldn't have happened without some leaders in this church, some people in this church, and some members of this church being sold out to the gospel, saying I'm going to give of my time in prayer, I'm going to give in my finances, I'm going to give in my time to go over, I'm going to give up vacation time, I'm going to go and stretch myself. We were all part, as a church, of blessing this family. And I I wish I could have narrated the whole thing. The mom was there driving nails. The dad was there driving nails. The family was there. They were with us the whole time. It was really kind of cool. And we brought them into a little part of our family in this church. And so we want to say thank you to that. But we also want to challenge you. There's more work to be done here in Laramie and all around the world. And so we're not done. I don't know what God's going to call us to next, um, but I know it's going to be pretty amazing because we're going to take all of you with us or they're going to go without me. I don't know if that's allowed, but probably. Let me take a vote. And so I just want to challenge you all. Pray, see where God's moving you. It might be to walk across the street and talk to the neighbor that's been a bit of a turd or maybe you don't know them. Maybe it's to go out to your boss or to one of your employees. And speak some kind words to them and encourage them. We're all called to be not selfish. We're all called to be giving. Where is he calling you to give? So I'm going to pray. Then we're going to sing a song of invitation. And if anybody has anything they want to pray about, if there's something that's on your heart you want to share, um, if God has opened you up to the gospel in the last week, or you want to join this church family, we want to give you an opportunity to have some space to do that. So we're going to pray, and then we're going to sing, And then we're going to hold hands and be a family. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we have together to share the testimony of what you've done through us and how you've used us. That this church has been used in a mighty way to have influence in a family and a community's life in Guatemala. That we get to support, enjoy a pastor in Guatemala as he played soccer with kids and shared the gospel with them and invited them to church. It's not just about a building. It's about creating a relationship and helping this building be an avenue for change in people's lives because of you. So I pray, Lord, the gospel would spread out of that house. As we dedicated it and gave them a copy of your word, I pray that it would grow and spread amongst that community. I pray that Clemente would see some of those kids show up in church the next couple of weeks because of what we've done not because a bunch of gringos were down there, but because we loved in a way that surpasses all language. And they would see that and know that Clemente loves them well, too. So help us, Lord. Help us to see where you want us to serve in this community around the world. And I pray that you'll give us that motivation. Light a fire under us, Lord, to not just go about business as usual, but to open our hearts and our hands to people who need us. We're here to share the truth of your word. We're here to share the truth of a relationship with you. It's all that matters. We love you. Amen.